With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. What a roller coaster it was today, but at least it's not boring, I guess. Um, same old Spurs, started off badly, and then oh, every emotion I think you could feel under the sun happened since then. Um, but, you know, we're going to do our best to get through all of the incidents in what was a very eventful game, which sadly we did not win. Joining me all the way from South London, as always, it's Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? Uh, hello, Fringo. Um, how am I doing? I just feel a little bit like uh, Russell Crowe in Gladiator, shouting, are you not entertained? Well, after you'd been stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fighting bulls in South... Uh, sorry, fighting other things in South London. Um, there was everything in that game, wasn't there, really? And uh, we're going to it now, but yeah, that was uh, that's going to live in the memory for various reasons for quite a while, that game. Yeah, I'd agree, agree. Um, also joining all the way from the States, this is his debut today. If you watch the YouTube, listen to the YouTube regularly, you've probably seen him many times before. It's Mr. Jack Coyle. How are you doing, Jack? Good afternoon or evening, you folks. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, no problems. It's, uh, I would say it's a promotion, but I don't want to upset the YouTube guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, straight in there. Wow. Left, right, body <laughs> punch, kidney punch, ground and pound. Thanks for playing. Get some. I'll get some text messages about that. <laughs> Bloody hell! I don't, think you have to wait. I don't think you have to wait long. That's for sure. <laughs> That's going on Patreon straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on quickly, right? As we always do, let's talk about the lineup. I think two changes today, Paul. Uh, Richarlison yeah. straight back out again, and uh, Longley out for Davis, but no change to that formation. We're not going to see four at the back, I don't think, for the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've been we, we've had two weeks at four at the back. Surely we should be like prime time City now after two mm. weeks of training. No, uh, yeah, well, it's going to be three four three because the squad's been built around that way for uh, for Conte and uh, obviously Cesc 
is not ready to come back yet. So we, we're going to be seeing a kind of like a, a full back if we did play a back four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought, watch Rishi during the week and Man U, I was there. Um, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit here, but I don't think he's very good in build-up. Yeah, he, he hustles, he bustles. He falls over a lot. He tries to con the ref. Okay, the rain was the rain was falling down at uh, the stadium overnight, and it was quite slippy. But he spent a lot of time on the ground. Did uh, did reach you? So um, um, he, he annoys me that way, and I, I wasn't that sorry to not see him start today. But Davis, okay. we we know what we get with Davis. He's, he's been Mister Seven Seven and a Half, dependable. Um, so yeah, so I wasn't I, I wasn't that bothered about the changes to be honest. Yeah, and I think we've talked about it a lot. It's a squad you can't do a huge amount with. Um, how do you feel about it, Jack? Any surprises today? No surprises at all. I mean, I was kind of hoping a little bit that Davies might come in for Perisic just for defensive stability um, mm. and, and keep Longley in the side. That's the only thing I thought about. But otherwise, as you said, there's just not many choices for a manager to make with, this, with the current situation. No, absolutely not. And, yeah, I think it made sense. Uh, Richarlison's still kind of coming back from that injury. I was quite surprised he played as much as he did the other night. So whilst Kulu, Sun... Rishi, there's not a huge amount to sort of separate them at the moment. It kind of, yeah, it, I was fine with what we started with. But... <laughs> and that's where it stopped when we started. But, yeah, jeez. Yeah, uh, Again, another game where we just started so slowly and we're just off the pace from the start. And Liverpool just blitzed us, didn't they, Liverpool? They just really made us pay for just being slightly off the pace. Should we go straight into it? it do we, we lose the ball. It comes out to Trent. Trent is in there. The half spaces, the hips just like to call it. He puts it in the right-hand ball. And again, it's the channel between Romero and Porro. Um, yeah. Porro is 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 not a good defender at the minute. Um, we said that we said this a couple of times, especially against Newcastle. He doesn't seem to understand, um, you know, the, the space around him. And he basically just leaves... Uh, the guy in the back post, and he, and he, and he kind of side foot volleys it um, straight in, and that obviously is the worst possible. You know, low down to Forster, for, excuse me, Forster. It just, yeah, just a really, really kind of slow start. Not much intensity. Straight into kind of like a little low block and shuffling across from side to side. But yeah, first time Trent gets on the ball, just like plays a lovely. I mean, we we know he can deliver a great ball. He's probably one of the best in, in that space in in Europe, if not the world, and. It's just bad defending. I I'm, I'm watching it now. Poirot is right next to Romero. Ooh. Romero mm. should, should be should, should be looking after, you know, I think it's Gapko's looking after that. And yeah, it's just, it's, it, it, it's the worst possible start. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't particularly impressed with the, the sort of the initial ball in. Who was it? Was it Gakpo or someone who kind of manages to chest it down in the middle that starts off that play because yeah. there was no challenge, mm-hmm. no challenge on him whatsoever. And I don't know if you noticed it, Jack, but Porro tries to sort of offload Jones. He, I think he points at Kulu and says, can you get him? But then he doesn't. <laughs> and then he then he wanders off and forgets about him and just leaves him completely unmarked at the back post. Yeah, I was frustrated with that. I, I'm at a, I, I watched the match. My wife and I went over friends and he's a, Liverpool fan and technically she's a city fan, I guess. But um <laughs> and it, it was really frustrating. You know, I, I just look at that and say, if Poro's out of position, clearly he's we're double teaming the striker, leaving the back post. But at the same time, you know, I need my goalkeeper to be head on a swivel looking around for unmarked people when the ball goes out. I mean, that's the, I, yeah. I just don't I don't understand how some no one is looking out there at all. And it doesn't make sense to me that you have professional footballers who are looking around and, and don't see an unmarked uh, man at the back post. I mean, it just, it just, yeah. does, it's just, it's just not, it's just not an excuse. Uh, I don't understand it. 
No, it's um, it is one of those things, and and it, I just watched the goal again. It's so close. Forster almost saves mm-hmm. it, but it just felt like one of those games where um, Liverpool were a lot more precise than we were. And I mean, lo and behold, look at their second goal, Paul. It, it just happened so quickly. It, it felt very similar to the to the previous uh, thrashing we got last weekend because it was like literally looking down, moaning on the Patreon chat on my phone. By the time I looked up, <laughs> Liverpool were there. <laughs> and I mean, uh, was the assist there from Gakpo across to uh, Diaz? Yeah, to Diaz, and it's like it's a finish where he just gets on the end of it. That's all he's really got to do, and it's just near post can't do anything about it. But again, it's just the frustration that we've just allowed them to run through us like that, isn't it? So Diaz come out to chase the ball down, um, which he does, and he gets it right a few times, like he did against City. He was very good at, at that against City House and stuff. Um, mm. He follows the ball out and then there's a space behind him and they just, they manipulate the ball and it goes to their ball line. Now, Romero's got one job there, hasn't he? He's just got a mark mm. on the player, you know, and obviously yeah. he's got, he's, 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 he's got the goal. He's got, it's, he's got to look at the angles again. And Romero again, as you just said, like a couple of minutes ago, is just off, you know, another player just off the pace. Mm. It is a good finish. It's, it's behind him and it's at an awkward height as well. You can't play Forster on that one because it's so close to him. But Romero's yeah. got to think, right, that player is going to come across me and try and get to the ball first at the front post, and he doesn't. I thought Romero on the whole today, again, was quite poor. Um, it's good. It's good during the week, eh? especially in the second half at Man U during the week. But, yeah, and a penalty will come on to in a minute as well. But it's just, again, it's just Dyer goes chasing. Ball when he plays around behind Dyer. Romero's not quick enough or smart enough to, to see the danger and it's a good finish but it mm. is it, it could have been it could have been stopped at source but it's defensive shape I think Jack because you look I mean Davis has had to come right out to the wing to to, to front up the uh, their, their sort of forward right player like I said Dyer's come out but he's just not alert to it at all um, and, and Gakpo's already got yards on him by the mm. time Dyer even realises what's happening it's just how we need to iron out these defensive mistakes don't we yeah it, it seems Everything's so reactive. Uh, they're not. They're not coordinated in their line. They're not following the play. It seems, and that's the yeah. thing. Everything is just. It's like, oh, the ball's there. Oh, the ball's there. And they're and they're chasing. And when you're chasing as a defender, you're going to get caught out and you're going to get beat. And and Romero, uh, again, I second Paul. I mean, you got to throw your body at that. Uh, it's a great finish, but you you have to you have to know that's where the ball's coming. There's only one place the ball can go. There's not like yeah. a lot of options for him to deliver. It's gonna go near post, and and it just it just is not. You're just not processing fast enough to to, to do it. And they're just chasing. They're just reacting to everything they see. They're not coordinated at all. No, I mean it's it's good play again for Liverpool. He, he puts the ball in the one place, like you say, where it can go, and, and he manages to get the contact on it. I guess if that was us, we'd probably fuck it up. Something <laughs> like that, but. Uh, I mean, we talk about the Romero not sort of um, putting the tackle in and putting the challenge in, so he tried to make up with it <laughs> a few minutes later, didn't he, Paul? Yeah. Just an awful... I don't know how he was even trying to claim that there was contact, because there wasn't. He just absolutely wipes him out, doesn't he? Clear, mm. as, clear as day penalty. Aye, apparently all day. Um, one of the few things the ref got right today, but I'm sure we're going to come on to that as well. Um, once again, Dyer dives in. I, I, I give a little bit of props. Sorry, a little bit of, um, what can I say here? A little bit. Uh, of people prop. will understand what props mean. Okay, well, I've said it enough now because I come from South London. So I'll give a bit of a prop because Dyer sees the ball coming in uh, to Salah and he tries to go and intercept it, but then he leaves, obviously, the uh, the, the ball of striker uh, behind him in space and, and the ball gets, again, manipulated into that space and he, he just he's just too quick. 
remember we're two 0 down at this point as well. We haven't had any of the ball. There's been widespread panic in the, for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, and um, yeah. Romero's probably feeling it as as he, he's, he's rash. He, 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 I, I I like him, and I've said this before, and I've got a bit of stick from him. I, I I really like Romero. I like the aggression he's got. I see, you know, I see I, I see good things there, but sometimes, uh, yeah, he's done it this season. He's done it in the Champions League. He's got to learn to rein it in. He, he, he's got to be a bit smarter because he's got all the tools. He's just got to be mm. learn how to apply those tools. And um, yeah, penalty all day long. Dives in, clips him. Ref got it right. Yeah, and at that point, it really did feel like we were sort of. It was going to be a massive uphill struggle. And to be fair, like the football we played in that first half, Jack wasn't great, was it? I don't know what our passing percentage was, but I think over the entire game it was seventy four percent. Liverpool had sixty seven percent of the possession. Like they were dominant with the ball, we were struggling to get it off them. And I just thought our passing and our play was generally, you know, quite poor, apart from a few opportunities that we created on the counter. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. Unlike the unlike the United game where, you know, they got down, obviously, uh, I didn't feel that the, the play was all that poor. They were a little unlucky and, you know, it was clinical, but I didn't find them to be all that. They didn't play that poorly. But no. today they were just – I don't understand what it is. I can't I, – it is, it is too frustrating to watch a team that can be that passive and that – unprepared for the moment and then what we saw later as obviously liverpool slacks off a little bit but in the first 20 yeah. they they are they are not with it and i i, I was I, I wasn't disappointed i wasn't upset i'm i'm watching with a liverpool fan and i said you know there's nothing about this that i didn't expect i, I fully expected them to to show up that way I, and i don't know why but that's how i felt and so i wasn't all that disappointed but then mm. and then watch them turn it around once once Liverpool kind of backed off a little bit and they said okay we got nothing left we got three nil down we might as well t- make a game and all of a sudden out of nowhere they come and and play like we know they can and then I it just it's too frustrating it is just too frustrating yeah. to watch. It's, it's it's a little bit similar to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago anybody watching Liverpool know they come at home they come out of traps really quickly right mm-hmm. Any, any of our scouts or analysts who go and see teams, even our players who watch on Sky Sports as well as as well as well as us fans, they know they're going to come at us. And it's just like, you know, surely, and I'm sure this was was, was spoken about. It's like, you know, let's start on, let, let's try and get like a good kind of like base camp, like a good platform to to build from. And I'm sure I'm sure they must have expected a little bit of an onslaught in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. Crowd up for it. They've got something to play. The team got something to play for. You know. Klopp is well in charge of that team. They're all behind. They're all behind Klopp. I just wonder. I just wonder if, like, at the, with, all, with all of the experience that we've got in the team, sometimes you think, does anybody just like say to everybody, like, just keep it tight for the first 10, 15 minutes, get the crowd out of it? And it's not. I mean, we must have been expecting that today. And like, let's not just do another Newcastle away. And mm. it's happened again. It's. I'm with Jack. I don't know what happened. I've got no idea. Got, well, well, absolutely no idea. Oh, I wonder. I, here's my thought: it, When you're on the road, what's the best way to get the crowd out of the game? You have the ball, and and, yeah. and if you are going to concede the ball to a Liverpool or a Newcastle on the road, you're going to take a lot of pressure. And we've shown that the, the team can't absorb lots of pressure, and it, it, and, no. and and they're just not good enough. Now you, the other side of it is okay. Well, are our centre backs good enough to hold the ball and pick it around? And and lay, it, and we saw for the most part, actually at times they they did quite well with it. There was some intricate passing among the back line at a number of times, but that's mm. the easiest way to get the crowd out of a little bit is hold the ball. 
You know, it yeah. just, it just, it, but they just sink deep and say, okay, well, we're going to try to defend, survive for a little while. And then you give up a goal in the third and you give up a goal in the fifth and it's over already. I mean, it just, it, it's very frustrating to, to see that passivity. Yeah. And I mean, there was also, I think Romero, Dyer kind of gave the ball away in fairly dangerous positions and we had to win it back. I felt like Skip was having to sort of try and win the ball back quite a lot. And then he put in that tackle which he was slightly lucky I would say to not get red for that um, we've seen them given I would say but there was, that was far from the, the least or sorry far from the most controversial decision the ref made today um, but anyway we kind of tried to get back into it I think we had a few chances on the break Sun didn't he hit the post did he but I think he was probably offside, offside at the start that of that one, move yeah, that first very tight one. Yeah, it was really tight, but he was just he was just he just went he just went like literally a split second again. Uh, we were saying there like uh, our team's like half a second or a second off it, so mm. it goes just half a second too early. But uh, yeah, we had we had a couple of good chances. Yeah. But it was a nice attempt from him. That's the thing. It did feel a bit like son of old, and you know he obviously had a chance later on in the game as well where he hit the post. So we were we were banging on the door, and I thought some was fairly lively today and Kane as well had a few opportunities but then when we actually did score it was it was a really nice move I thought um Perisic picked out Kane didn't he Jack and you know textbook volley from Kane yeah in fact Perisic you know I said at the beginning of the year that I was thinking maybe he should come out and Davies come in um but I I actually think that this was probably Perisic's best performance uh, at least among one of the one of the best all season he was actually yeah. even there were a couple times he was heading it out at the back post he was actually minding his defensive responsibilities and that play particularly the way he the way he looks up and sees where Kane is and there's only one place to get the ball he's got to float it over at a perfect depth and height and he just it was perfect and it gave yeah. Kane all the day that he need all the time he needed and he banks it home of course it's a, lo- it's a lovely build up I mean the ball just watching it again ball comes at the song song lands it off and the skip skip's got a bit of space and skip just plays a beautiful kind of weighted mm-hmm. kind of pass with a bit of a bit mm-hmm. of fade in it As, again we've said this we I mean you and I have watched Norwich Frank he, he, he can do this Skip does this for the under-21s all the time. He plays forward progressive football all the time for yeah. the under-21s. He played it at Norwich. I know it's a step down at the time he was playing there, but that's a really nice pass. It's, it's a really nice build-up goal. And then, yeah, and then Van, um, Virgil van Dijk just, I don't know, he just does a Sanchez and falls over. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I felt I, I, I felt that they could, got, they could get out. They, they could have been got at, especially that space that, Trent leaves behind him because one of the one of the fullback, sorry, one of the centre backs has got to come across Konate or Van Dyke because obviously they, they push Trent now into midfield, and I, I was I, I thought you know Son or one of our wing backs get, could get in there and maybe I, I didn't think it was going to be as easy as it was with Van Dyke falling over, but the build up to that goal was really nice, great exploitation of space, and I'm with Jack. I mean Perisic was very very good the other night at Man U, he was throwing mm. his arms up in the air as well because he came off right towards me where I was, he didn't want to be taken off. Um, and the, yeah, exactly what Jack said. He, that, that was away from home. That was a really good performance from Paris today. Yeah, I thought it was definitely better. Um, and the second half, I think when we came out, was, was genuinely better as well. We, we had a few more opportunities. Like I said, I already mentioned the, the sun opportunity. He was kind of clean through, hit, hit the post there. Um, Romero, I, I, I didn't really get whether he was offside or not, but that was a, a lovely 
weighted ball from Kane over the top to him as well, wasn't it? And then Sun's goal itself was again like Romero, a, a, a brilliant ball, and Sun's on that line again, which mm. I think. Mason mentioned Jack that that he thinks that's sort of where he's at his best, where he's not really got to think too much about defending, where he's on that line and he's he's trying to break that defensive um, offside trap and, and get through on goal, and that's exactly what happened, isn't it? Yeah, we've been saying this all all in our chats on the on the pod on YouTube. Son is not someone you want checking to the ball, playing with his back to goal, trying to trying to mm-hmm. be involved in, in build up. He is an elite striker, right? You want him running at the opponent's goal, and and how many how many goals does he score just by hugging that line and get a ball yeah. drop in in that space that the keeper can't get to, and the defense is behind the defense, and you give him enough of those, and he's going to score a lot of goals. And it is great to see him looking more of himself the last couple of weeks, and I think that's a yeah. great sign. Um, it's too late, you know, to 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 really do anything for us probably, but at least for him and for the, for the, for the club and for looking into next year, it's a great sign, but yeah, that's where he's to be used. It's mystifying that, that you would have a manager say, okay, you're world-class at something. So I'm going to tell you to stop doing that. And I want you to do something else because it fits my system. And it just, yeah. it's just mind-numbing to me still. But we don't need to you know, go all the way back to that. No, we've been saying this all season. It's the inflexibility of a manager that comes in and has an idea about the way he wants them to play and then tries to get, like you say, these elite players who are brilliant at various aspects of the game and telling them to do something different. Um, and I think, yeah, you see with Son, the confidence just seems to be back. It's, it's, it is weird, but we do know that he's that sort of player that goes in and out of form throughout a season. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's good to see that he's not completely spent. A few people talking about maybe we should get rid of him in the summer. But <laughs> yeah. Long maintains the idea that Son should retire at Spurs. He will get his testimonial and um, I think we'd be stupid to get rid and of him. And what's the reason why these people want him sold? It's because we're, we're uh, historically not very good at getting rid of players who are past their best. What's yeah. an absolute load of nonsense uh, in, in, regards to, in regards to Son, I mean. Yeah, I think that's right. But let's just quickly talk on the controversial moment because it wasn't long after that that um, Diego Jota basically kicks Skip in the head. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't understand, Paul, how that is only a yellow. Kane was talking to the ref for quite a while about it. And also, what does VAR do if it's not looking at that and going, he's kicked him straight in the head there, mate. Like <laughs> That's a red card all day, isn't it? Uh, yes. You know my thoughts on this because we say that. Yeah. He, he Jota should be off for that. We know Skip's not, you know, he's not very tall. I think he's five eight, five nine, but he's 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 ducked down a little bit. Uh, but you know, you can't raise your foot that high anywhere on the field in in mm. twenty twenty three football. You can't do it. Um, and the rest right there. And you know, and Skip's gone down, and there's blood. You can see the blood on his hand when they when they cut to him and stuff. We yeah. don't make enough of it. You know, Dyer comes up to the ref and asks what's going on. I think Perisic comes over. We should be as as it's and I don't like doing this, but we're at Anfield and we're fighting and we're we, it's going against us a little bit at that time. We we should be like trying to pressure the ref. You know, yeah. I think Mason also had a little a little dig at the fourth official, which might have something to do with Klopp coming up to him at the end. Uh, sorry, when 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 they score, but that's a red. It's, he, he's kicked. You're right. Yeah, we, we've all seen the stills. There's loads of stills all over uh, Twitter and, and social media at the moment. It's 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 he, he clearly you know that that is dangerous play. That is endangering an opponent, which is a red card. No, I'm, I, I, unless it's changed, and I don't know about it. But yeah, it's a red. Yeah, it's a strange situation in the Premier League where a high foot that hits makes contact with a leg. Obviously, that is dangerous play as well. Mm-hmm. But that's almost a guaranteed red. 
whilst if you kick somebody in the head, we're now saying, well, <laughs> it's not as dangerous as being kicked in the leg. Like, I'm sorry, like one of those can kill you, the other one can't. It's mental, isn't it? Like, it's all very polite. I'm, I'm watching it now. It's all very polite around the ref. Yeah, I thought so too. Your young midfielder, I thought was excellent today. I thought he was a monster. I thought he was really good again during the week as well. I thought Skip was excellent mm. today. You know, he's on yeah. the floor with like blood gushing out of his head. Come on, Harry. I can tell you what Jose Mourinho or Antonio Conte would be doing. I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> they would have no. lost their flipping mind. I mean, there's yeah. no way they would. I mean, it wouldn't have changed maybe anything, but that, I mean, I, I, I am still just astonished at that because, it, it. you know, I am not a conspiracy guy. I, I, I was an official for a long time. I was actually always much better official than I was a player. Um, and, and I just don't understand. I know how it is a hard job. It is anyone who complains about it's like, all right, go get a badge and then come back to me in a season. But that is, but some things, I mean, in ice hockey, I'm a big ice hockey guy. Uh, we got a local team and, and you know, when high stick is a penalty, but if you draw blood, it's double the penalty. And I don't understand. I don't understand how a guy's bleeding on the ground. and, And, and again, his foot is as high as his own head. Judd is not big. I mean, no. it's ridiculous. And it, it is. And if there isn't some sort of official, I don't know what the pro- procedure is. If there's not some sort of official protest or complaint or something, I, they're not doing their job because you're right. It was all way too polite and cordial and all that sort of stuff. I would have been losing my mind if I were on the field. Yeah. The thing is, we've seen yellow cards given just for high feet with no contact, just because it's dangerous to have your foot that high. And penalties against Southampton in the last minute as well. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. but then yeah. if you kick somebody in the head, then surely that's got to be more severe than just having your foot at that height. If you then make contact, that's a red card. It Every has time. to be. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. Lucas got thrown out for just being late. And he'd been on the field yeah. for three minutes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, then on the roller coaster of this game, it felt like it was all going to end sweetly for us. Uh, Richarlison, the cometh the man, cometh the hour, got his goal. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the slightest of touches on that um, cross from the free kick. What but, a cross, um, though. It, what a cross. Yeah, it, it was a great ball deep. And he timed his run really well. He, he got, you know, got behind the defence, got the you know, slightest little touch on it, bounced over the keeper. And at that point, you know, there were scenes, weren't there? Everyone was going crazy. Mm. And it kind of felt like we might have pulled this one off, didn't it, Paul? Yeah, it did. Was it after this when, or was it before that, when he got his shirt pulled by Konate as well? When the ball, Do you remember when the ball came over from the right? I think it might we'd have. already We'd already had that penalty decision, which, uh, sorry, we should probably talk about that yeah. as well. Yeah, I think, sorry, was, sorry that, I've, that got, <laughs> I've got the timings mixed up. But it was just like, yeah. You knew when he came on. I'm, I'm not rich, as, as I said. I'm not Richardson's biggest fan, but I, I, un- I understand the, the positives and the, and the very skillful attributes that he can bring. Uh, to, and he does make a new, and he's energy, and he's a nightmare for defenders if, if he wants to play through the middle, where he got, where he got this, where, yeah, where he got his goal, and also where he got his shirt pulled, as well. So it was just nice, you know, ex Evertonian, excuse me, an ex Evertonian. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it kind of like hit his shoulder, the side of his head into the ground, and then bounced over Allison. Because I think if he got a decent contact on it, there's probably a good chance Allison might have like parried it or, or saved it. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, he's got his goal, so it's now we don't have to like 60 million pound goalless flop and all that <laughs> and all that <laughs> effing. Not, I'm not going to swear. I promise people I wouldn't swear on this one. And um, yeah, it, yeah, scenes strange to strange to the crowd. He obviously like you know it means a lot to him playing for us. You can tell emotional guys we know. Um, yeah, and yeah, free free. 
Bosh. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was a good performance from him. He didn't really have long on the pitch, but in the time he was there, I think he made a difference. And like Paul said, Jack, that seemed to be a penalty. Like if you've got your arms around a, an attacker in the box like as the ball's coming across, surely that is a, a penalty. Well, I got into it. I mean, politely. I mean, we're friends, but I'm watching the Liberal fan. He's trying to tell me that that's not a penalty. And I said, I'm sorry, that's a yellow card if it's in the run of play outside the box, right? You got How into many- it, Jack. Come on, Jack. You took him to the ground, you got the hooks <laughs> in, you got the rear naked choke and you turned his gas off, didn't you? Come on, Jack. I didn't turn his gas off. But was, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 as I said, I mean, when players do that, in the run, when Son did half that much and was carded, Right. So yeah, I, yeah. it is frustrating. I, and I get it. I understand that you there's always been a different standard in the box. And maybe if Richie doesn't, tr- you know, f- just flail and throw himself to the ground, and he, I don't know if he can make mm-hmm. it look a little less because it does make it look like he's, you know, embellishing to say the least. But it, it is a penalty. Yeah. I mean, he pulls him back. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's a penalty. It's it's it. It, it were against us, I would I would be like, okay, maybe a little harsh, but you know, legitimately, you do wrap your arms around and pull the guy back, and he would have gotten the ball otherwise. So I, it's just it's again, once again, another decision. Other than the Brighton game, I don't know we're paying for that, but I mean, see, all year long, it seems <laughs> like that we are, yeah, that we are just constantly getting hosed. I mean, I don't know what the point of VAR is anymore. Because Kunate Kunate grabbed Son as well, didn't he? Uh, when we had a breakaway as well, and he got a mm-hmm. yellow for that. Yep. So can I brings down Richardson in the box, penalty, and I guess he's been sent off as well. No? Yeah, he would have been. That's what I mean. I mean, but they are game changing decisions they today. Are. Because absolutely. absolutely. As we go on to talk about what happened at the end, oh, the fact that the fact that I mean, I tweeted it, and I know you don't like the term, Paul, but no. it wouldn't be Spursy enough, would it, if Jota hadn't scored that goal? It has to be the man that should have been probably been sent off mm. 15 minutes before, whenever it was, that then goes on to actually score the goal. Um, let's just quickly talk about the decision by Mason to bring on Lucas in the first place, because he, he switches out in like the 90th minute, he decides to switch out the wing-backs. I'm not really sure at that point there was any need to, was there? No. So, um, on the way home from the game, I keep talking about the game overnight, sorry, because there's, there's quite a few things quite similar today and the other night as well. We, I talked about it earlier, Perisic coming off. Now, whether the data from, as you know, the, what I call the bra tops, where they've got the GPS in the back and they've yeah. got a heart rate as well, and that gets fed uh, into the analysts, into the S&C, strength and conditioning and sports science stuff. Now, whether these fullbacks, Poro, for example, is in the red zone and they're thinking, okay, He's, he's, he's running he's running out of fumes or whatever, he's running on gas, or maybe he's accumulated enough kilometres and they want to keep him fresh for the next couple of games. Whatever the uh, the KPIs, the, the performance indicators are, it doesn't matter. But Mason has now done his two games running. Poro looked fed up coming off, just as just as um, Perisic looked yeah. like fed up. I don't know unless there was an absolute strength, uh, S&C or sports science decision to bring him off, because tactically there was no need. So... But yeah, in those situations, surely the tactical overrides any sports science or fatigue issues. I I, I agree. Unless they're thinking we 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 need him now, Mm. yeah. Because maybe he was thinking, maybe Ryan was being a little bit more kind of like cautious. Uh, Okay, uh, we'll bring Lucas uh, on for the pace. Maybe they're going to bomb forward a bit more. Maybe uh, Robinson's from the left left wing back is going to bomb. I don't know. I I hear what he's saying, and and it's a very very valid decision. But it was a very strange sub as well because you know you've got 
you know, Lucas is on the way out of the, of the club, obviously, this summer. Um, he hasn't got any future at the club. Uh, it just seemed, it just, it, 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 it didn't need to be put in there, in my opinion. And again, I'd like to, I'd like to ask Ryan some of these questions, like, why did you, what, what was the reasoning behind doing that at that time? Yeah, I mean, he obviously can't have <laughs> anticipated what was going to happen, but uh, I just, yeah, I just didn't see the logic behind it. But lo and behold, uh, Lucas basically goes and loses the game, doesn't he, Jack? It, I don't know why he's trying to pass inside at that point because when I first saw it, I thought he just it was a it was a bad touch or something, which is not unusual for Lucas. But it's a difficult one. It's a very high kick, obviously, that he's trying to bring down. So why in that is he trying to pass it back to our defenders? It just made no sense to me. Yeah, you're, that's exactly my first reaction is that's not a pass that needs to be made. It, you know, it, it, you're 94 in, right? It, just just kick it out of bounds. Yeah. In other words, it's a long ball from Allison, and it's coming to fall into your feet. And I understand that if you're, you know, um, Lionel Messi – and you've got a world class center back, you know, that you and you guys think you can play out of the situation, maybe catch him on a break or something like that, whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, normal players and Lucas is certainly, if anything, but very normal, um, mm-hmm. average would be a better phrase Then, then just just bring it down and kick it out. Just send it into yep. the stance. There's no there. You don't. Your point is you don't need to make the pass. There's no upside, zero upside to completing it. Because all yeah. Romero's going to do is, is hoof it upfield. Yeah. That's where it's got to go. It's got to go out. It's got to go up. Because look, again, I'm just going to free frame now when it comes down. Um, he's got no options in front of him. Exactly. So that That's really what I'm getting matter, at. He's got, to, he's got to head that out or absolutely just leather it up the, the right-hand side and let and let Son chase after it and then see what you get from there. Especially at 94 minutes or whatever it was. Mm. It's a it's an it's an, it's a baffling decision from a very experienced player. Um, Romero's not expecting that ball. He, he's watching it. He's like, Jot is the only one. It's, it's gambling as, as forwards are supposed to do. And um, it's just at yeah, that time I was just like, why? It just yeah, yeah, just yeah. It was a baffling it's, decision from Lucas. An absolutely baffling decision. Well, I want to make one one point about the the sub when when Lucas came in and uh, and I saw. I thought, well, maybe Poro's got a problem or like you're saying, the data is suggesting that there's a problem. But I then said, well, but it could also be that Mason's like, we can win this, right? Mm. So if, if Mason makes the decision because he's actually saying, I want fresh legs against a tired defense, and if anything, Luke is, is, is pacey, then I'm okay, I'm okay with, you know, because that's what we want. We want we want managers to be progressive. We want them to be attacking. We want them to take chances. And if you don't win this game, you know, uh, I mean, a tie is great, but if you don't win it, then you you, you definitely are, are got a problem for where you fall on the table and if it matters to them. So if you win it for, mm-hmm. for offensive purposes, I'm okay with it, I guess. It's just turned out so badly because, like you're saying, you get a boneheaded decision from a player who ordinarily shouldn't be, I mean, shouldn't be trying to make that pass. It's just ridiculous. No. Should Forster have saved no. that? Uh, it's a difficult one. I'm just looking at the angles of it now. He's by his left foot. Yeah. I, I... The thing is, he's been beaten on the near post a few times in the, in the you know the last couple of goals mm. he's conceded. Maybe he's trying not to do that. But he dived a bit early for Rashford the other night as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. But look, this is the thing. Forster's he's a capable goalkeeper. Mm. I still would. If Larice is not going to be staying at Spurs in longer, which doesn't look like he is, then I think we need to get a different goalkeeper. And I wouldn't be happy with Forster being our first choice next year. Oh no, I'd be okay with him as a backup. Yeah. 
agree. I think he's 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 um he's all right to come in, but yeah, we need we need someone that's really elite. I would say, and at a better point in their career as well. Yeah. Um, but look, the thing is with that, you know, we just said Jotter anticipates it well. He gets through. Dyer has just got his standard lag where he doesn't move for the first few seconds. <laughs> like, and then he's trying to chase behind. But it was just so heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching in that moment. And the only thing that made it feel any better is the fact that Klopp went and pulled his hamstring being a bell end. So. Just on that, he's got a, he's got a probably a fine, probably knowing that the stoneless FA. But he's like... you. When I first saw it, I thought he was going to go straight to Mason and get in Mason's grid, but he goes up to the former <laughs> official. You can't do yeah. that. You, you know, you, out, out, what, what hope is there for players? I'm not, okay, players make their own decisions, but yeah, they set, manager's supposed to set the standards. Klopp's quite an enigmatic figure, though, isn't he? Because sometimes when he talks, he's quite, you know, his his views on the game and the way he talks about things, you're like, yeah, you're, you know, you're quite reasonable. But then in other situations, he just lets it get to him so much, doesn't he? And just acts like a complete cock. Um, and that was a prime example of it, I think. No, I, I, he is. And, and and I don't understand. Most managers are, are certain, if you do that in certain sports over here, you're going to see a significant fine. Yeah. A significant fine. That is just the most unprofessional behavior. And I don't understand. I, if he if he isn't got some sanction, then then I'm sorry, the league has no balls. You'd get mm, a tech. No, I agree. You'd get you'd get a tech, you know, a technical foul, wouldn't you, in basketball in the NBA? Yeah, absolutely, you'd if not sent off. You'd, you'd, and you'd be yeah, sent to the locker room or sent off. Exactly. It's just like I get the emotion, you know. You know, three. You know, he's seen his team kind of capitulate a little bit, and uh, some of the frailties of the season's been really shown. But yeah, I'll just repeat myself. No you excuse. Can't, you can't run up to the fourth official and get in their grid and like throw your arms and 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 behave in a friendly manner like that no no and I was quite surprised with how much they celebrated it as well I know like they're on good form at the minute I think they've won their last four now haven't they but they're still what seven points behind United United have got a game in hand and nine points behind Newcastle with only five games left it's a bit um, I don't know I don't know why they'd be celebrating that because I I don't think Liverpool are going to get top four no it's not been a great season for them either and basically they're beating a Spurs team (laughs) I mean look at our form compared to theirs we've now lost three and drawn one of our last ones and we've we've got no no permanent manager and they're celebrating it like they've just beaten Man City it was weird we're just slightly worse in defence than they are they're they're not good at the back they're not they're they're not and this idea of pushing Trent forward and leaving that space behind him and therefore Basically, asking one of the centre backs, as I talked about, asking one of the centre backs to come to the wide right to cover for Trent, go and walk about is, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, to me, it's, it's not working. I don't think it worked because Kanate or Van, uh, Virgil van Dijk aren't mobile enough to come out there. So, yeah, I, I was surprised as well they, they celebrated as, as much as that, but it's just I, at that point, I was like nearly throwing the computer against the wall and smashing up my face. <laughs> No, agreed. Um, let's just look at the final few games then, yep. because we've only got four left. Uh, at some point in the season, we might have said these were all winnable, but you know, <laughs> can't take anything for granted these days. We've got Palace up next. Uh, Jack, they've been a team that have been absolutely dismal at times. Roy's come in and, and they've sort of found a bit of form, haven't they? So again, it's not not an easy game against Palace coming up. There's not an easy game. There's not. A, there's not a team that Spurs could face that would be an easy game right now. 
Um, no. that's, that's just the reality of the situation. Well, apart from Leeds, last game of the season, because Leeds are awful, but even that one maybe. But if, they're still, if they still could avoid relegation, I mean, you know, you, do, you don't yeah. want to play that team. So, you know, with, 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 Pas- with Palace, the only thing I'll say uh, – is that obviously we, we historically don't have a lot of trouble, I guess, with them. And we, we you know, easily won earlier this season. Um, and now yeah. that they've got their 40 points, historically, they kind of put their feet up and rest the rest of the yeah. season. And, you know, so Hodgson's done his job. They've done their job. They're safe. Uh, so maybe it's going to be a, a reasonable, uh, decent watch because they're not going to hopefully get up 3 nothing in, in, in 15 minutes. But I do want to, at the risk of, of blatant favoritism, because I know that, you know, my son has been providing you guys write-ups for yeah. these things statistically. I, something I want, to, I want to point out, you mentioned something about Dyer earlier. I want to go back to this, is that he's got a stat in here in this, that he sent to you guys. Uh, Dyer was 70% passing efficiency, so 35 of 50. And over the last three matches, he's completed four accurate long balls out of 25. <laughs> Not quite Toby-esque, so, is it? No. So, so, you know, no, it's not. But my point is is that, you know, I mean, Mason, you know, I was kind of – the other thing I was saying is that maybe Long Lay would be in the middle because Dyer has been so shit that, uh, you know, he'd come out. And if you look at – and then it just is – it's amazing how 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 poor he has been. And when he's the anchor of your defense, that just tells you everything that you, you want to know because it's just, it's just unheard of. Although I'll tell you, Perisic's numbers are ridiculous. Uh, he did really have a phenomenal game. Um, he actually even, what, got half his ground duels won in five recoveries and seven clearances. I mean, he's actually playing defense today. So I, I didn't realize he had that good, but he really, really was spectacular. So No, he was good. And I thought Hoybier, I found an account yesterday on Twitter, which I got so angry about. And then I thought, no, I don't I don't dig people out on Twitter. That's not my style these days. But it was like a... But yeah, it was like, well, you know, my face, my, my old Facebook days where I used to just look for arguments on a regular basis. Um, but Hoybier, he's got an account that calls like, it's called Get Out Hoybier. I tried to find it again today, but I couldn't. One of these, who starts a Twitter account to basically single out a single player and then just was posting like video of him losing the ball and stuff like that. Today, I thought Hoybier did really well at times. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the stats again that your son provided. Three out of four successful dribbles. Um, seven out of ten ground jewels won, which is the thing I noticed because he was him and Skip were kind of flying into challenges. And, and there was a few bits of skill from Hoybier as well where I was quite impressed because mm-hmm. he's normally sort of labelled as being a bit of a plodder. But there are times where he just shows he's got, he has got a bit of finesse in him as well. Five recoveries as well today. Um, two tackles, one. Passing accuracy, 85%, not bad. 53 touches involved in all the play. I thought Hoybier was pretty good. Um, so I just want to give him a bit of a shout. But yeah, Skip, I agree with. I thought Skip's been pretty good the last few games. Um, you know, we've talked about how he's been asked to do a lot more in this Spurs side <laughs> compared to his, his really good season at Norwich where he was just a sort of a defensive linchpin. And I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a learning curve for him because he's young, he's inexperienced. All these games and these minutes he's getting are going to be really good for him. And I think he's going to be a player um, probably better than Winks has been at Spurs. If when, if 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 and when Bentancourt comes back and regains the form, which is probably unknown at the moment due to his injury. Saar will probably go out on loan. So we'll have Hoiberg, Bentoncourt, Basuma and um and, and Skip as 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 our as our midfield four with I watched a couple of the under twenty one games um last couple last couple of weeks on Spurs play. There's some good midfielders come through with Divine, Mundell, etc. etc. 
Yeah. You know, it's 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 looking all right there in midfield. It's just it's 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 one of our stronger positions. But yeah, today Hoiberg, I mean, you're right. That's that that uh, the dribble that he, he won the ball back, and then they try to press him, counter press him really quickly, like Klopp does, and he dribbled his way out of it, and then played a really nice ball inside, and then went for the return as well, which which he's done for Denmark as well when. Unfortunately, mm. when Ericsson had his issue, Hoiberg really skept, stepped up into that, into that kind of more creative. You're right, he's not, not a plotter, he's not a destroyer, he can, he can actually play football. He's just mm. an easy scapegoat for some people, you know, because he waves, his, he, waves his, he waves his arms around a bit. But that's just part of his natural game. But, but I mean, here's the thing. He, he, he's, you show today a number of times where he dribbled and beat people out at, 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 on that press, right? It wasn't just once. Mm. It was, I think it was three times. And to the point where my, my Liverpool mate was like quite surprised. And I said, no, that's the point. We've been, we, these, these players have been coached into a system that just, just says no creativity. Don't express yourself. But when you say yeah. you see him at the international level, he's quite capable. He's much better mm. than he's been allowed to play. He's been in his role of just putting out fires in a midfield too constantly. And again, he was with Bendecor who, who he allowed to do that more. But these players have this ability and they just have not been allowed, in my estimation, to, to express that. And that's been part, part of the problem. And that's, that's coaching. That's management. Yeah. No, agreed. And also the thing with Hoivier is he plays so much. When you play that much football, you're going to have off games. That's just a fact. And I think he has many more sort of decent games than he does bad games. But anyway, um, another stat that we've got in there is that Palace have not won against the big six. I guess we're still counted as a big six <laughs> this season. Oh, we <laughs> last time. <laughs> oh, Obviously, last time we, we beat them 4-0 uh, in the, oh no, is it the reverse fixture? Uh, that's when Kane yeah, turned yeah. it on and scored that really nice one touch and bang in the yeah. corner. Yeah, away. Oh, it I mean, seems like su- such a long time ago yeah. now, doesn't it? But what Roy's um, got them playing. I mean, as a, I mean, Elise, he's, he's a, I mean, we've said this quite a bit before. These boys are from London. They they grow up playing cage football in areas where I live, and they the, the, the skill is incredible. Elise is an incredible footballer. Eze's a great footballer as well. Yeah, they played better with Zaha, not in the team. I know Zaha scored, but they played better with um, him not playing. He's like, it, it, won't, it won't be gimme. I mean, they'll come and, and yeah, I think it'll be a really good game, actually, next week. I think yeah, we're at home and we've you know, we've shown today that we're trying to, you know, these, these, these guys are trying to invest time, energy in a mace ball and... Um, yeah, it'll be good, but I mean, I think Palace got some really good players. I mean, I, I really do like Elise. I think he's fantastic. I really do. Yeah, and we know that our defenders never really like tricky, um, quick players running against them. So if they're on their game, then it could be interesting. Like you say, it could be another seven-goal thriller. Don't give them the ball. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> no, I mean, all seriousness, I mean, that you're playing at home. This is an example of, you're right, you don't want... You know, Zaha or or Elise or Eze running at our back line. So t- yeah. take the ball, keep the ball, because you should be able to, right? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense that you do you, you game plan any other way than to try and dominate the ball a little bit more and just give them fewer opportunities. Agreed. Well, fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> right. Uh, let me just quickly mention football prizes. Uh, it's still the Harry Redknapp sign number one shirt. Uh, in a nice frame as always. Ticket costs three ninety five. Only forty nine tickets available, and twenty seven have gone. So not many opportunities left to win that one. Uh, competition ends on Wednesday, the third of May at seven thirty p.m. 
And don't forget with the discount code CR10, that's all letters CR10, you get a 10% discount off your ticket price. So get involved, footballprizes.co.uk. Right, Mr. Muir, um, I hope the rest of your weekend and the bank holiday are slightly more cheerful than this afternoon. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple of appointments tomorrow morning, a bit of work, and then uh, I hit the gym and uh, get yeah, get out the frustration of today and stuff. But yeah, long weekend here in London, one of many in May, so yeah. sorry, rest of the world, deal with it. And uh, God bless the king. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom. Oh, that, oh, you've got good timing sometimes Frank I'm um but yeah it, it, yeah should be should be nice tomorrow and the weather's not too bad in London at the moment so um yeah should, yeah thank, thanks very much for having me on it's, it's always good to to be back on and uh yeah even though the the, 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 the result was disappointing today I like to say as I say but yes, there was some more green shoes today which was good <laughs> I thought we were going to get away with it. I thought we were going to get to the pod without a green shoot mention. Oh, well. Oh, there sorry. Is. We, can all, we, we can edit that out. Franco can do some edit manual. <laughs> Don't make me sell up some kind of like kind of Alan Titchmarsh. Is that what you're getting at here? Like you know, being some kind of gardener on BBC. <laughs> exactly. All right. Also, Jack, thanks for joining, for making your debut. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it a lot. Good therapy. No, no worries. Good stuff. Right, until next time, Cheeseheads, um, don't forget to look out for the YouTube uh, gang. They'll be back on Monday, and then we'll be back next week. I don't know if Brendan's got anything planned midweek. I think he's trying to sort something out. Um, if not, we'll be back next weekend reviewing the Palace game, so look out for that. Right, until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.